Plus Day Part 2 is coming on September 8th, and Star Wars is in hype mode! <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Uh, the question is, will they actually deliver this time? So we're going to talk about that. And here we are on the Resistance broadcast. Welcome, everybody. It is a joyous Monday. It is August 15th. We are in the middle of August. We are uh, a little over a month away from Andor. Andor, I believe, is not... We're in Andor what? month! September... Oh. <laughs> what is it? What is it coming down now? September 21st. 17th? 21st. Uh, very excited for that. A bunch of different stuff to talk about today uh, on our news show. We're going to give our takes on all the news. And with me, as always is james and lacy james uh i gotta say man you drank the hell out of that sandcastle in the sand on our patreon lego <laughs> star wars summer vacation spectacular live that is true commentary i'm just gonna keep saying words about that <laughs> yeah. uh no um if you if you are a patron and, and didn't join us live go check us out because uh the three of us watched it for the first time, and it's over there on the page. Uh, we had some fun, but it was, it was mm -hmm. silly. Uh, didn't live up to some of the Twitter hype I heard about the uh, movie or whatever you want to call it, but it's for little kids, and mm -hmm. if, if, mm -hmm. if older kids enjoyed it too, you know, to each their own. Uh, Lacey, speaking of that, you know, Poe Dameron, as, as me and James, I think, agreed more so, was, was painted extra silly in that, but the real Poe Dameron himself, Oscar Isaac, recently saying, "We're changing his tune a little bit. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not, you know, pushing my cards to the center. I'm, I'm out." He's saying, "Good story, good director." Kathleen Kennedy rings me up. What, what are your, what are your brief thoughts on Oscar Isaac slightly opening the, the, the door of his X-wing to returning? I would love him to come back as Poe Dameron in a sequel trilogy. Sequel trilogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I would love for him to come back as Poe Dameron. I think he did an amazing job. We all know that that character was supposed to die originally, and it didn't because he was so good. Um, it is weird, though, because he was one of the first people that was like, no, I will not be back. Maybe if I right. need a new house is the exact right. quote he used, right. um, which was kind of like, hmm rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way because we love this stuff and we want the people that are involved to love it too yeah um but i would i i'd really like to see him come back um mm -hmm. john you and i have talked about how it would be really interesting if he came back and then died because then it would drive the story forward for finn and ray obviously he doesn't yeah. have to die but yeah. that could be a way to bring him back but then not have him commit to three four however many movies yeah because he said yeah, that time sure. is a big thing for him because he has kids. He wants to spend time with them. So, you know, how much time can he commit is the big question. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. What, what better way than having whatever new villain they introduce kill Poe Dameron, break the hearts of all the kids who first fell in love with the character and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be interesting. And maybe that's more of like the middle ground uh, of... Uh, getting him to come back, you know, you're not committing to three movies here, you know, that sort of thing. As you brought mm -hmm. up, he did mention it's tougher with his schedule these days, even though he was pretty all in on Moon Knight. But uh mm -hmm. James, thoughts on Oscar Isaac? Anything? Does it does it spin the dial one way or the other for you or what or what's the deal? 
I think I'm muted. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Does his coming back? I I'd see the thing is, is like I've always kind of felt like this would be the case, even though he came back and was making the jokes about the house and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just because I think the big clue was that he said, "I'm done with big franchise movies," but then immediately did Doom, um, or Dune. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and it was just kind of surprising because that was all about reshoots and uh, big press tours and everything that went into that as well. So mm-hmm. I always was like, well, then this is one of those things. And he joked that it was about the money, but you know, you know, Oscar Isaac, like it's probably going to be more about the script and the right director and, you know, the right producer and all this stuff. And then lo and behold, this comment, that's exactly what he says, you know? Given yeah. the right circumstances, the right people, uh, you know, nothing's off the table. Nothing's off, you know, so all of that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not. It doesn't like move the needle one way or the other for me, but yeah, it would be cool <clears> to <throat> see him come back and the fact that he's warming up to it. And Boyega had been sort of warming up a little bit, too. And I think Daisy's just been quiet the whole time because they probably have a secret deal with her. Like, you're coming back. It's a matter of when. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. But we have other stuff that is actually on the horizon that we are going to be talking about. And who better than James Bainey to do that? Because he does this every time we do this episode. Take it away, James. It's the resistance. All right, Resistance Report this week has a lot of stories that cover a lot of things coming up. All the shows and all the, well, shows that are coming out for (laughs) Disney+. Plus. First one kicking us off is uh, Rosario Dawson was recently doing some press for, um, well, it was kind of involved with the the Marvel Defenders that was airing and stuff, you know, like all this stuff about uh, these shows coming to Disney Plus. But she was out uh, at a convention and was doing an interview and was asked a couple Star Wars questions. And there's kind of two. I mean, there's a couple Star Wars things in here. If you guys want to go to the article on Star Wars Newsnet, kind of check out each one of them individually. But I feel like the two that people are coming off of uh, this interview are number one that Dave Filoni saw a rough cut of one of the episodes and that he described it to her as a religious experience. Um, Now there was more details that she puts in there about like, you know, who she was talking with and all this other stuff, but it's kind of interesting. Um, And then I'll say the other one that that was thrown out was uh, what does she think of Thrawn? And she definitely led into like the, well, there's not much I can say about that guy because that may or may not be something that's relevant to our show, <laughs> you know? So they're, they're really locking that one down as that's, uh, that's even more so now clear that Thrawn is going to be involved in the Ahsoka show. Um, I'm going to start with John on this one. What were your thoughts on uh, actually all of her comments, if there's anything else that stuck out to you besides those two? Well, it's it's tough with Rosario Dawson because she's got loose lips and she's been known to just say things and uh, whether it's retweeting or Instagramming a rumor about an actor being cast as Ezra or 
Hello. You know, uh, Hayden Christensen coming back for Ahsoka. She also Instagrammed. <laughs> uh, she, it's either she's just like, this stuff's not that serious. I'm just having fun. I want the fans to enjoy this with me. Or she's just like, oops, I shouldn't have done that. You know, like, ooh. She, I, I, I think it's more of the latter. Said, yeah. Rosaria Gilroy. Because she did, she did tweet out uh, <laughs> that the whole Punisher thing that went nuts. People were like, oh my God, she said the Punisher's coming back. Yeah. And she tweeted out, she was like, that's what I get for listening to a fan in the autograph line. I'm so sorry. Like, I was just really excited. I get too excited yeah. to, and I just say yeah. stuff. She's the Hagrid of Star Wars. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I shouldn't, uh, have, I shouldn't said have said that. that. Have, She'll bring you a cake on your 11th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. But um, I, it's good to hear that Filoni said that in house. Um, until I hear Dave Filoni say something that he wants people to hear and wants the public to hear, I'm going to take that with a little pinch of cinnamon in terms of, uh, you know, how, how meaningful it is. Um, cause one, I don't see a situation where Dave Filoni is going to do anything with Ahsoka and be like, Oh, we missed the mark on that one. Uh, or tell is... her that it was bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 and that's a great point. You like people like Dave Filoni, you know, you always want to lift up your actor and that sort of thing. So, um, especially she's, she's still pretty new to the character. You know, she's been did a couple of appearances, but now this is the big one where she's going to be the star. Um, like she's not the third person on screen you look at when you have Grogu, Luke Skywalker, and Ahsoka, or or what have you. Granted, in the Mandalorian, that episode was pretty much hers, but it's still the Mandalorian show, and now it's time for her to take center stage, take over this character that a lot of people have loved for a very long time. Uh, that that was shepherded by. Ashley Eckstein. So, um, but Filoni's Ahsoka is uh, Filoni's baby, and and the last sort of like link to George Lucas era stuff via the Clone Wars. And um, I don't think I could see a situation where Dave Filoni is going to create and show run something with Ahsoka, and just ever think like, yeah, it's all right, you know. Um, so this doesn't really uh do too much for me hearing that the Thrawn stuff. I think is funny because. It's like with, with Cameron Monaghan recently being asked about, again, you know, would you want to play live action Cal Kestis? And he's like, I can't say anything. Yeah. That's, that's saying that something's happening. Like, yeah. if you can't say something, no comment. N-D-A. <laughs> yeah. So um, her saying the thing about the Thrawn stuff, it's just, I don't think they need to make Thrawn a surprise. I think they should be talking about Thrawn right now and actually getting the embers burning of us getting hyped for to see a live action Thrawn instead of being like, we're going to pull the wool over their eyes on this one. They're going to not see it coming because, you know, no one knows that Ezra disappeared with this guy. She already she, said it in Mandalorian. She's asks. Yeah. Asks uh, what the uh, magistrate, where is your boss? Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, so just talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. So, not that really, not too. much I don't much feel here. like she gave anything away, no, really, she didn't. because she didn't. we already know that they said it in the 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 show. Where's Thrawn? So we know where the story. We know that character is going to be involved in Absolutely. her story because that's just literally how storytelling works. So that, I feel like they already aren't hiding Thrawn because Absolutely. they gave us that line. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think there's like too much here where I'm just like, oh, so. But it's fun seeing Rosario talk about it because she seems to really love this. And you know how I feel about that when Star Wars actors are really into what's going on. 
um, you know, juxtapose that against what we were just talking about with Oscar Isaac and give me Rosario Dawson all day. Um, she's all in. She loves doing this. There's clearly passion to it. She obviously has to sit in a makeup chair, probably a total <laughs> of putting on and taking it off, probably Volume. eight hours a day. They just, yeah. They just put it on her in yeah, post. So, no. Right. So, <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's fun to see her do that. I'm, I'm excited for some more real uh, hype coming and not just these you know fan questions in an echo, literal echo chamber. I couldn't really hear much in those video clips at uh at a non like star wars convention but Mm -hmm. um just i'm glad she's all in yeah Lacey, any thoughts to add on either one of those comments or any of the other ones about luke skywalker for instance so this took place at c2e2 which is the chicago comic and entertainment expo it's run by read pop Mm -hmm. so it's actually a branch of the company that does star wars celebration so it's no surprise that they had a really good lineup they had rosario Mm -hmm. dawson they had vivian uh lira blair who plays little leia they had Rupert Fiend, friend, 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 uh, and then Moses Ingram as well. So they had a bunch of Star Wars people there. Um, it was cool to see her kind of in her element. Rosario Dawson loves fans. And she, her, hearing her talk about how Dave said it was a religious experience isn't surprising because we know Dave loves Ahsoka. He's literally shoved Ahsoka in every single project. <laughs> that he's involved in so it's no surprise there um i did love hearing her talk about uh carrie carrie fisher because i believe i was at the show when i used to work for them uh at the the c2e2 that she was there for with carrie fisher i I think i was all i know is that every show i ever worked that carrie fisher was at she was so giving with her time that it was really nice to hear rosario dawson that she kind of takes notes from carrie and like spends time with fans and all the pictures and comments that I saw over the weekend of people tweeting and posting on Instagram of Rosario Dawson was she took time to talk to me. She said hi to my daughter. We took pictures together. She was willing to do any pose we'd like. You know, she was just so nice. Um, you just love to hear that. You love to hear that that fan experience is a good one um, because there's no one that's better with fans than Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher was probably the best. Like, she was hilarious. She would throw glitter on people, and, like, it was just really funny. Um, but other than that, it was it was nice to hear about her training for Ahsoka and her talking about how she's in her 40s and she's learning martial arts. And, like, she had learned early on in her career that people would be like, oh, by, you know, after 30, no one's going to care about you. And she was like, here I am in my 40s, like, killing it, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she didn't really give much away. They talked about R2 versus Chopper, and she's like, I got to go with R2-D2 because who wouldn't go R2-D2? Um, but she just has a really good sense of humor, and I can't wait to see her in this show. I think she's going to kill it more than we've already seen her kill oh, it. Yeah. And I've said numerous times that The Mandalorian, people are going to hate me for it, but I loved Ahsoka more in that Mandalorian episode than I did prior. Mm-hmm. That's just my thought. I dig that. I, yeah, like I, I kind of gave my statements on the the Thrawn thing. I, I think that she actually handled it pretty well because you, when you're kind of put on the spot, like what's the story with Thrawn? She knows all this stuff. We mm-hmm. know she knows all this stuff. Mm-hmm. She just kind of deflected a little bit. Like, what is that guy? You know, like, <laughs> I think she, she made some sort of joke. It wasn't this, but it was like, find my iPhone or something. <laughs> like some sort yeah. of like get a tracker on that guy or something. Um, <laughs> but. The one, uh, the one thing I thought was funny when I when I read the story about the religious, or not read the story, but you know saw the clip of the religious experience, that I thought, you know, we don't really know how often he uses that phrase. Like it could be just something where 
it's like a, a a thing that he goes to. It's like his his phrase that he for everything. Like, oh, this baby Ruth is a religious yeah, how is that experience. Pizza? A religious experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just got out of uh, I just got out of Interstellar, and it was a religious experience. <laughs> like everything is Interstellar. Like no matter what. Um. So my thought is like I I don't really know what that means. Uh, because he could use phrases like that. Um, pretty often. Dave Floney uh, walks out of church. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It was, all right. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. It was no religious experience, yeah. but uh, um, but no, I think that uh, I think that she handled everything pretty well, especially for someone who's kind of known for maybe spilling the beans on something. She even said like, I might get in trouble for saying this, and I don't know if she would or not over the Dave Filoni stuff. I I think she definitely deflected on Thrawn, but. The Dave Filoni stuff, I don't know, it's just kind of a personal comment. It might be taboo, but I think she's been in the business enough to know that it is what it is, and she handled it pretty well. I'm sure Dave doesn't care. She's promoting his stuff. <laughs> That's what I would think, too. All right, so we're moving on to the next story here, and it's a, it's not a rumor because it came directly from the guy, but it's kind of a loose-ended story. Um, the If you happen to see on, what was it? Was it is it a Hulu? Hulu. H- Hulu. Yeah, Hulu released uh, the movie Prey, which was this weird movie where they were kind of hiding like what's the big twist kind of they did an alien thing and then like spun it and all of a sudden the trailers are leading you to believe it's a uh, predator movie which it is but um kind of a twist there but the person who plays the predator himself uh Dane Delegro right Delegro Delegro mm-hmm. yeah um he is he was doing some press and talking about some of the things that he's been honored to work with, what's coming up in the future. He says, anything I can talk about, uh, you know, I just did some Marvel stuff. So that's pretty cool. I'm currently filming some Lucasfilm stuff, you know, but I can't really talk about any of that. And so you look at the documents, you start looking at what is filming right now for Lucasfilm in the live action category. And um the big one I think that everybody's pointing to is that Ahsoka is filming right now. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the other one? Oh, Skeleton Crew, right? Yeah. Um, so he has seemingly a part in one of these two shows, one of these two live action shows. Uh, and since he's involved in being the predator and the makeup and kind of a, a physical actor, you start to wonder... Well, does that mean uh, alien, some costumes, some sort? So people are making all sorts of different theories. We can get into those here. Uh, I'll start with Lacey. What are your thoughts on um, Dane doing the uh, either Ahsoka or Skeleton Crew for Lucasfilm? Um, so I haven't seen Prey. I, I So I don't really know. I've never seen Predator. So I'm speaking from like no knowledge of those movies. Um, but my understanding is he's playing the Predator, which is like the big kind of monster he character, is. right? So I guess my first question is, does that role have any talking parts? Probably not, right? It's just like a no. monster. Yep. So I I don't see... he. From my understanding is he's saying he plays a small role, but he doesn't play a role where it, it's it's a bigger role like the Predator. Now, if the Predator so the, doesn't speak... You want me to give it a quote? Oh, sure. No, I'm looking at the quote right now, but yeah, you can read it. Oh, Go sure. ahead. Yeah, it says they're they're not always huge. Uh, he says I'm currently shooting a Lucasfilm production. They're not always huge title roles like the Predator, right? So he's saying I am the Predator here. I'm the title role. Uh, so the other one's kind of a background character. But he says 
but it's nice to be involved in things under those umbrellas. Uh, it's an honor and it gives me a tremendous sense of pride. Right. So to me, to say that he's, because I know in this article, kind of the idea was, oh, maybe he's playing Zeb. That would be a pretty big role to me, I would think. So it seems like to me that he'd be playing like a background character, like a background alien or creature in a bar somewhere, some type of, I don't know, creature or alien that has a moment but doesn't stick around for the whole series. And that's where I'm at. And, and look, I think it's cool that he's a part of these awesome things like Marvel and Lucasfilm and Star Wars. Uh, I don't think it's crazy that he admits that he's in them. Who cares? I think this mm-hmm. falls into back into that secrecy thing of it doesn't really have to be a secret. He can just say that he's working on it. It's really okay because um, he didn't give anything away. But uh, yeah. good for him. That's really exciting. And I, I hope he had a really good experience on both sets. Yeah. Um, John, did anything stand out to you? And do you go with the uh, speculation that it could, in fact, be Zeb? I, so these are tough because when I think of him, the first person that comes to mind is Jonas Totoro and, you know, former basketball player, uh, tall, athletic, they get him in there and all of a sudden, you know, Jonas just takes over Chewie and for good reason. And, you know, we obviously, you know, met Jonas and just the nicest guy in the world and who, who better to, to take over that role. But it's just like the parallel there, like, you know, former basketball player, 6'9", 6'10", what have you, uh, now getting into acting. And it's, you know, doing these sort of in a costume roles, not doing di- the dialogue, um, that you know, that sort of stuff. So I, I, I see a lot of parallels there. He's certainly not on Jonas's level yet and never will be because Jonas is a legend to me. But um, I don't know if I buy the speculation. Uh, he could be playing just some monster he could be playing a wookie he could be playing a lot of things um but if he is doing zeb i think they would still get um stephen j bloom to do the voice because they'll probably do like there's no reason it's such a distinct voice and if you Mm -hmm. need to have makeup and masks and stuff anyway that even though you have all these other recasts i think that's the smart one where you bring back the voice actor and and keep that what it is because so much of Zeb's personality is that voice. Whereas with a lot of them, you know, like Hera, you could just you know have Mary Elizabeth Winstead be Hera and stuff like that. So, um, and that's no offense to um, Vanessa Marshall or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that, but she has a more human, pretty regular voice. Whereas Zeb has this just large, huge voice. When you hear it, you're like, "That's Zeb. That's mm-hmm. Zeb. That's mm-hmm. Zeb." Uh, so I could see a combo where this guy maybe is in the suit. They need some someone big like to a move Ray around Park. and stuff. Yep. And then you have someone else uh, handling the actual acting in terms of the voice and the presentation and the dialogue. So if this is that, I think that's exactly how they're going to do it. Um, I don't think this guy's all of a sudden going to be, this former basketball player is going to be tasked with being this Scottish huge personality or <laughs> you know what, what Zeb's supposed to be. So um but it's i don't know like james like you always say like there's a better chance he's not going to be right so but <laughs> yeah but if he is uh i think that's how they're going to do it yeah the odds are always like it's either zeb or literally any other creature or person in yeah. the entire galaxy yeah. of all well, star at, wars yeah look at, look at look at mando with like brendan mm-hmm. wayne is you know the mandalorian but it's pedro pascal 
He's doing all the dialogue yeah. and stuff. I, I think that's the way that they would go if this guy is indeed playing Zeb, but who knows? Again, he could be a Wookiee. He could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the thing for me was the the tricky kind of quote that it's not the biggest role, which made me think like, okay, so he is sort of background. I still think, uh, I think you're right, Lacey, that Zeb is a big character, but I feel like Zeb could fit in to it's Ahsoka's show and Hera's already playing a bit role. So one step further away is Zeb who's just like in the scene or in the background or something. And they're just kind of throwing him there. Maybe he has a line or two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No big deal. Uh, I think it's interesting speculation. Um, I looked at this guy's height. He is six, nine. So he is definitely playing yeah. a tall character. Um, and like I said before, you know, he doesn't do any, I mean, it's not that he doesn't do, but in his role right now in predator, he doesn't do any voice acting. So it goes to show that he could just be what we're saying, like a, uh, a character, like a Wookiee that doesn't have a voice that they mm-hmm. just replace that voice. And, uh, so that does kind of pull away from Zeb because Zeb has a voice, but you brought it up, John. I like what you're doing there. I think they could easily just replace the the um, stylings here of his, the sound of his voice, uh, and that'd be that. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's loose. He says he's working on Lucasfilm, so technically, could it could it not be anything else? I mean, nah, probably not. Willow, anything, nothing. Some we don't know about. Who knows? And Skeleton Crew is completely wide open. If he's in it, he's in it. He could be uh, a bear. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could just be a thing that they need. He could be like the predator of Skeleton Crew that all the kids are like running through the woods trying to escape. He's like the villain that doesn't have any lines or anything. But yeah, it's like Willow's done filming. Thing. Indiana yeah, Jones Willow's done, done filming. filming. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. It's one of the two, and we're excited to see it because I'm hearing Prey getting really good reviews. Like it's yeah, the best. It's killing it. I still haven't yeah. seen it. It's the best of any sequel. So I've not heard somebody say it's better than the original, but I've only heard people say that it is at least the second best Predator movie. So that's good. It's, it's not been hard the, to do. Yeah, it's the number <laughs> yeah. one uh, premiere on Hulu. Oh, really? Right. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to check that out. All right, well, moving forward, um, we are getting ready to head into what we have seen before, which is Disney Plus Day. Uh, It's usually a big marketing day where they get on Twitter and make the biggest, longest thread of your entire life. Uh, But uh, they are promising this year, which, by the way, it is in one month. Um, Let me, uh, sorry, pull up the date here, but it's September 8th. September 8th. So it's one month away, and they are promising epic events and surprises. So we are going to take take a moment here and talk about the Star Wars implications for Disney Plus Day and uh, maybe a little bit of what we might see. So, John, is there anything off the top that maybe sticks out to you as far as what could be announced? Before anybody says it, I want to get it out, though. That's, That's your Mando trailer day, I bet you. The one that they have not yet released. Oh, from yeah, Celebration? Probably. I think that maybe makes the, the most one? sense to me. Um, m- maybe. That might be, they might hold off. That might have been a sneak peek just for Celebration. I don't but know. I think Mando coming, what would it be like, two months, three months away? 
I think Disney Plus Day would be like the the big mm-hmm. launch for a good Mando trailer to lead all of it. Mm-hmm. John, thoughts? Um, I'm trying to look at <laughs> September 21st, 2021, at Star Wars Tweets. Add Disney Plus Day to your calendar. You won't regret it. <laughs> Again? No. No, no, no. September She's 21st, saying that's 2021. Oh. Yeah. That's Last what they year. said, and everybody regretted it. Because we got and all these sites, including Star Wars Newsnet and many others, were all reporting the same stuff. Kenobi trailers, all the stuff. And we got nothing. I don't even, I don't think you, we got anything from Star Wars. You got. You got Under the Helmet, the Book of Boba Fett documentary. Oh. Or like the the look at Book of Boba Fett. Like and his the cultural. clip they showed stakeholders from their meeting. Yes. You got also the... the Interview. The you got a, you got a Kenobi trailer to a degree. Like it depends on now. your definition. No. It was a teaser. It was nope. this get excited for Kenobi. It's coming. Yeah. Here's some footage and, a, and some interviews. It was more... No, it wasn't. It was yeah. the art. With them talking about how they were excited to be back to do the show, and it was yeah. the show. Yeah, but you got like Ewan like training and stuff, right? And it was it was a minute long. What could, what could have been in there really? Like, yeah. The point is, they hyped the snot out of it, and they released saying, it by accident the day before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. That, you won't regret it. Uh, it, and then, uh, all of this plus more, all from the Star Wars account when they were like teased to the Disney Plus Day trailer, which showed like Boba Fett's helmet or something. And then we really got nothing. I mean, they, it's so, and now you flash forward to this year, and the tweet is prepare for a day filled with epic events, premieres, surprises, and so much more. So, you know, it's the count's 0 and 1, Star Wars. You fool me once. Can't fool me again. But Sneakerella, the John. The saying in Texas. Which um, is still not out. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting I, I on Sneakerella. I think Star Wars, I think they heard how annoyed fans were at that day. And I know there were people like, well, you shouldn't feel entitled to. Then don't promote it that way. Don't say, add this to your calendar. You won't regret it. And give us like nothing. While Marvel's just like bang, 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 bang every time, it's just it stings every time. I imagine what it's like. It was like being the Red Sox watch the Yankees win the World Series every year in the late '90s, which I I enjoyed. But so I guess they have to understand we really laid an egg last time, and I still believe they pulled stuff back because all of these outlets were reporting the same things. And I'm telling you right now, these outlets do not talk to each other. So and that that video clip had all those logos in it, Bad Batch and or yes, it had all those right. logos that like, yep. why wouldn't you talk about these projects, but yet have them in an overall video? Them, Lucasfilm and Disney heard the reaction to what happened from Star Wars and they're going to make up for it this year. I'm just not going in. They could say this is going to melt your face like you saw inside the arc at the end of Indiana Jones and I still am going to go in like well we'll see we'll see <laughs> I am doing zero hype for this this is a zero hype situation it is August 15th we are 24 days away it's a zero hype scenario for me if we get stuff cool I'm expecting nothing even if they're saying epic events premieres surprises and more 
and this isn't Disney tweeting this. This is Star Wars. So Star Wars is telling their fans that they are getting a day filled with epic events, premieres, surprises, and so much more. We will see, my friends. We will see. But yeah. they, they heard loud and clear. They swung and missed last year. Whether that was deliberately pulling stuff back, I'm not sure. But we will see what happens this time around. I'm always torn on the, like, when all the Disney accounts are tweeting the same thing. Star Wars is going to be promoting that as well. It doesn't necessarily mean it's Star Wars. But, Lacey, what are your thoughts on Disney Plus Day this time around? If you're tweeting it from that brand, you're, people are seeing that saying, I'm a Star Wars fan. I don't follow Marvel. I don't follow at Disney. I follow Star Wars. And they're saying this. That's them speaking from that brand, in mm. my opinion. I, I understand why you're saying that, John, but I actually agree with James from my own experience of working for a brand that has multiple brands underneath it, that if you want to promote something that's happening that's either an overarching thing or even on other brands, you could copy and paste the same message on every single platform and just be like, hey, this is happening. And Star yeah. Wars is technically a part of this day, so we technically were right. Like, that's how mm -hmm. I view this. Mm -hmm. I don't view, view it as... Star Wars is having a day full of epic events, premiere surprises, no. and much more. I'm then saying, who, you, who are they tweeting at then? You know what I'm saying? I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. like, Joe, you know, a, a 60 year old person who doesn't understand how branding works with, you know, subdivisions sees Star Wars saying this and he goes, Honey, on August 8th, Star Wars is going to give us events, premieres, and surprises. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought we started thinking of the casual I, fan. I, yeah, but I don't think they're. Th I don't think the casual fan is looking at it like that, though. I, I think they're I think seeing Disney. Star Plus Wars is saying Disney Plus Day is coming, so prepare and for. And we're a, a part of Disney Plus uh, Day. Yeah, epic events for Disney Plus premieres for Disney okay. Plus surprises yeah. for Disney Plus. You know, and what I mean? we fall into it, that Disney Plus Day. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to give I, you so something, but I don't think we fall into the epic events premieres. Probably the surprises. Yeah. You'll probably get no. into the surprise bucket. Yeah, Lacey, I don't know if you want to talk about this because you know a little bit more than I do about this, but the this event, this day, will happen the day before D23 mm. kicks off. So, like, what is your what is your experience with, like, how they might handle certain things being released and then have this, like, Disney event, this major Disney event, which people are also expecting reveals I... and premieres and... All sorts. Of stuff. I didn't realize that. That's a great point, James. I didn't realize this was that weekend. Um, so this is a very interesting way, timing wise, to do this. Um, because they might use this to just hype up D twenty three. They might announce some stuff, but then say, and we're announcing big panels happening tomorrow. So stay tuned for that panel happening tomorrow. Like they could use this day as just like the sneakerella announcements <laughs> and then you know have one big thing for marvel or like what's next for marvel but if they have d23 coming we already know from san diego comic-con that marvel has announced they have multiple things being announced at d23 so lucasfilm has to come with something to d23 and i guarantee that's coming from the top down of like hey you need to bring something to this event so i don't know what they're going to announce on disney plus day that's weird I went to this with a di completely different uh, frame of mind until you just said that, James, because I totally forgot about D23. <laughs> it, the only difference here is that Disney Plus Day 
has to be Disney Plus content. So that's Mm -hmm. more Bad Batch stuff, probably. Like, when does Bad Batch release? So this could be maybe the first episode of Bad Batch or something. So you could announce Disney Plus specific stuff, obviously, like Mando, which I think you're right, James. I think we're going to get that trailer that they showed at Celebration. They're just going to reuse it for this. Um, I think if they're going to make Star Wars announcements at D23, they probably will be movie announcements. That's what I was going to say is like, it seems like the D23, the Disney Plus day would be more specific. Um, oh, yeah. So the date, the date for the release date for Bad Batch season two is September 28th. Week after Andor. Okay, interesting. But when, but what day is this premiere? Uh, this is September 8th. September 8th. So we could get another Bad Batch trailer. Mm-hmm. And then D23. So actually that might that might even be funny. They might do that just like that to be like, oh, that's our Disney plus Star Wars. And then the next day be like Disney is doing live action Star Wars and make D23 the bigger day with Mandalorian and potentially like Ahsoka footage, like kind of maybe do like a combo thing where they put things together. I don't really know. I feel like that should come out on Disney plus day, but. Like, there's no movie news. I'm ready like, to be heard That's the biggest again. thing Star Wars has, <laughs> yeah. is live-action television, so. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, like. Uh, but I'm following guys... John's footsteps and going exactly. in with no expectations. Just I... be surprised yeah. that, oh, you're like, oh, that's a day? Yeah, Lacey, cool, what, I hope something what did, interesting what did you happens. Tweet? I was like, surprisingly spicy on Twitter. Oh. I was, like, I was proud. <laughs> you wrote, okay, sure. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. They were like one month away with the emojis. I just went, okay, sure. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying, though. It's I just... thought it. I th- I thought about, <laughs> but like, literally, we'll that's, see. You know, or people something. People wonder like, that, like but... what the tone is when you tweet something. It literally that was my tone. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't well, help it. At Star Wars we is going to ask me what I want for breakfast now, unfortunately. But hey, <laughs> um, we got one more story this week for Resistance Report, and that is that Ewan McGregor um says that he would be interested in coming back to play Kenobi, right? And uh, he's been saying that the big takeaway from this recent uh this recent uh clip or this this uh line that he says piece of dialogue is that he says he thinks it will happen eventually right um he says nobody's approached him as of yet so be clear i'm being honest with that he says uh but he says that he's pretty sure they're just biding their time um and that he would totally be up for it so do we take ewan mcgregor on his word here that he is pretty sure they will make kenobi season two Lacey, you're starting this one off. What do you think? I think they are totally going to make an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two or do something else with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't think Deborah Chow is going to be involved. I think that that's been pretty clear from her continuous statements of being like, no, this was a one season thing. This was a one season thing. When we talked to Natalie Holt here on the show, who was fabulous, by the way, total delight. Uh, Go back and listen to that episode. She She even said that, uh, you know, Deborah was very particular that it was a one season thing 
And the people that keep chiming in saying, hey, I'd love to do it more. I'd love to see what happens from here are Kathleen Kennedy and Ewan McGregor. And Ewan McGregor loves playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. We love watching him play Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that makes sense. Kathleen Kennedy is looking at it from a business perspective. Disney likes money. They want more people on their streaming service. So if they got as many people as they say they did watching Obi-Wan Kenobi and the hype that came from it, they're going to make more. Not to mention her comments, too, that like, you know, it was supposed to be a one thing. But if the right story the came along, we're it. trying. Well, she said something like if <laughs> make if, Solo 2 happen, oh, Kathleen, if it presented itself. There's always room for Solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said that, too. Yeah. But what was but that, that voice? Makes Wait, me hold feel on. That Pause. What they're was looking that for somebody else to do it, not Andor, or yeah. not. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's my Kathleen. There's voice. always room for Solo. <laughs> like what was that? Back when we were making E.T. That was Lego just... Leia. No. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, we're all over the place right now. <laughs> um, so you uh. So where are we at, actually? John's I, I thoughts on Kenobi. Thought. Yeah, John, John, do you have any thoughts on why he's saying he thinks they will make it? Well, one, because he was an executive producer of the show, so he has a lot of pull. Um, two, I think Kathleen Kennedy and company are looking for ideas, and if you have one that works, do it again. Uh, Stick it in the suggestion box. In you the got, lunchroom, got he's got all the assets to bring back. You have the actor that everybody loves. He wants to come back. Um, it's a lot of no-brainer type stuff. Um, and I would love to know what the budget was on Kenobi. I think it's probably lower than a lot of the other series. We've we, got we've the seen, sand. So. Um, <laughs> but I, I I don't I don't I'm sure if they make it, I will like it because I always when when I'm watching Star Wars, I always like look for the things I like, and I you know. I, I just always root for it and stuff like that. But man, the way they ended Kenobi, I was like, they pulled it off. They stuck the landing. They carry Strug on one leg, stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they did it. And now it's like, what are they going to do? Like, unless they do the thing James said, which is like, well, if we're going to wedge a, a Vader situation in between episodes three and four, you can definitely wedge a Maul situation in between Rebels and the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm, uh, or mm-hmm. or Clone Wars, you know, whatever. Um, so unless they do the mall thing, I don't know what Ray Park situation is. Um, uh, I don't know who they would bring in. Like, I don't want to see Obi Wan Kenobi working alongside Tusken Raiders and having one of these Boba Fett type of things. Um, it has to be big. You can't make a season two and have it be less epic than Vader versus Obi Wan Kenobi. The only way you can get close is if you do a mall thing. Um. Other than, otherwise, but I, that I, no, I, I don't want to yeah. see. I don't need to see a, a live action show of Obi Wan Kenobi learning how to become a ghost. You know, I just that's a fan service thing to me. Let's get Qui Gon and Obi Wan together and have them, you know, learn how to become one with the Force. I I know that we haven't seen it, but just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean we need to see it in a live action. Um, I just don't know. I'm I'm just I don't know. I feel like they they be. Pulling from the well a little too much. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think it's going to happen for, for those reasons. Mm-hmm. He, he's the executive producer. He can be like, Kathy, let's go. Let's do this. Disney, mm-hmm. you want viewers? Boom. Obi-Wan Kenobi season two, six episodes. Here we go again. Let's go. But 
The but only he thing that also would... has to be aware of tarnishing the legacy of that character. He I... doesn't want to ruin the show. I think he loved what they did with this one, so I think he believes that they can do it again. Um, yes, and I think he believes thing... he wants to keep playing it. He said he over and over again that there's plenty of time before he turns into like Alec Guinness. Right, and and there's not a lot, but um. Because he looks, he's such a young-looking actor too, and they, they mm-hmm. you know, they can try to age him up, but it's getting, mm-hmm. it's getting a little close. Uh, to me, it's different from the Alden and Harrison Ford thing. Um, but they can't bring Vader back. The way those two parted, that's it. That was the last time they saw each other. Um, if they do that again, I think people are gonna be like, "Get out of here with this! You're doing more Vader." Like that would be ridiculous. Right. So. The Vader thing's gone. That that crutch of awesomeness, the golden goose, mm-hmm. off the table. Unless, Unless they, they do, do one a of those, Vader series. Vader's over here. Obi-Wan's here. They don't interact, but he's in this series. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So, And it's not like what I want and stuff, but it, how can they make a season two that lives up to what they did for season one? I, I can't see how they do unless they do what James said, get Maul in there and have some epic live action thing between them that doesn't trample on the rebels thing. If they, if they were able to make the new hope thing still work with Vader and Obi-Wan, they can make the rebels thing still work. So it's for me, it's mauler bust, but I still don't know that we need this. I, th- I think this was, and we got a really awesome thing just now with you and McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I love him as an actor and as a personality and stuff. And I love that Hayden came back, but that's not enough of a reason to do it for me. Um, and it's not me hating on like I don't want him to play Obi Wan anymore. It's just like I think we're getting to the point where it's gonna get a little, a little much for that story. Mm-hmm. But I think it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. I think they're gonna do it. Yeah, I don't know, Lacey. Any thoughts on that? Um, didn't you start with me on this one? Yeah, I just didn't know if the like because only... we, we talked a lot about thing. the mall mm-hmm. stuff. I think it's hilarious that he was fi- finally relieved of the, are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? All those years. And he's like, I don't know. They haven't asked me. And he's right back in there. He's like, they haven't approached me yet. So now everywhere he goes, people are going to ask him, Kenobi season two? And he's going to be like, I don't know. He's yeah, right back he, there. That's yeah. a total right lie. There's there. no way that that conversation has not taken place. At I least he, so, at some point. He does say here, I'm absolutely honest. There's no plan to make one yet. <laughs> People only say that when they're not honest. Well, well whether that is or isn't, so, the questions yeah, are following him about, everywhere once no again. plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. James, answer know. your question. I, you know, if he comes back, I'm going to watch it. Let's be honest. I'm of not going to not watch it. Yeah. I just, I agree with John. I, I think that it ended in a perfect place and I'm not sure where it would go from here. I know that I'm not that storyteller and I'm not that creative person that's going to come up with that narrative. So I'm interested to see where they go with it. But I think you couldn't have him fight Vader again. It would have to be something completely oh, different, whether it goes see Yoda yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Cause I feel like I, before going into Kenobi, I was the one that's like, I don't feel like this story fits at all. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, you can do anything you want. This is going to be so awesome. And now that everybody's seen it, I think everybody's in the same boat I'm in now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's done. There's really not much you can do there. And I kind of prefer that you just leave it at that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than um, the argument of uh, typically what Star Wars do, which is always like, 
the more the better you know i mean i think some sometimes the fans have kind of come around on this particular thing as that's good just now walk away from it you know mm -hmm. but it's gonna be hard you guys all brought up good points as far as like who wants money and he loves playing the character and he has a say in it and um who wouldn't want to see him back we all would want to see him back but at the same time we're yeah. like it's just a it's it's a balancing act and it's like it kind of just doesn't make sense for the story. I'd love to get I'd love to eat ice cream for every meal. But at some point, I recognize that that's just not the best idea. And I can be over ice cream for a while. I love you know? Taco Bell soft tacos. <laughs> this is the analogy I just made. <laughs> but but after 12. Yeah. We it, get it's okay it. To be you like, won. We get it. Yeah. To my profile. Um, that's how. That's that's how. That's how many accolades I have. I don't know if I'd be <laughs> proud of that. <laughs> it's more for um, for funsies, but yeah. All right, well, guys. Well, that's gonna funsies. funsies. That funsies. is going to wrap up resistance report this week, and we are gonna head on to our next section. And I'm gonna let Lacey take it away. What's up? All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can follow us here on YouTube, comment, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications so that you never miss a video. You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, or on any audio platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, thanks to you guys, we do get recognized from those platforms like Apple Podcasts had us as one of the top podcasts on May the 4th, which was awesome. And it's because you guys take the time to write your reviews and to rate us and to listen in and we truly appreciate that but if you want to support us even more you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at just two dollars a month you say hey i want to be a part of the resistance and i like what you guys are doing here and keep it up and we appreciate that you can get tons of exclusive content we just did a commentary for the lego summer vacation movie <laughs> we have revenge of the sith coming up we have monthly q a's we have mailings discord server and much much more and this is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners take part. So first up, I want to thank those people. And I apologize in advance. I'm still getting over COVID a little bit, so I might cough. <laughs> it might happen. Okay. Uh, so thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sam Zilke, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. And then our Spice Runners, who are David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Goner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, and Jeremy Myers. Thank you guys for keeping it spicy. Thank and you. our Padraiser this week is Micah Harrison, the spiciest of patrons. Mm. Uh, and his question was, would you be comfortable with the main part of Ahsoka's Star Wars arc slash story ending with her live action series? Or do you feel it should end in animation? the way it started. So Micah, take it away. Hey TRB. Um, I personally would be comfortable, well, I think they're going to end it in live action and I think they're taking us back to the beginning with animation, with Tales of the Jedi. That way we get to say goodbye to Ashley Eckstein's take on the character as well as saying goodbye to the character as a whole. That's what I think they're doing. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but showing the beginnings of Ahsoka in animation, bringing back Ashley Eckstein, 
is a nice touch. I think everyone would have been disappointed if they didn't get to see some version of her back in the role again. Um, but I'm excited to see it in live action. I think as big a fan of animation as I am and the animated shows, I think the live action is going to be really cool if they pull it off. But thank you for the question. May the force be with you all. Awesome job, Micah. It's always great to see you and have you on the show. So, John, what'd you think? Well, first of all, good to see you, Micah. Definitely missed you uh, at Celebration, but I knew you couldn't swing it. But it's good to see you here. Um, I know you're a big Ahsoka fan, and uh, that's why I wanted to pitch this one to you to get your thoughts. I really genuinely wanted to hear it with you as such a big Ahsoka fan, how you felt about Mm -hmm. this. Um, You you bring up a good point about Tales of the Jedi. You know, you're still going to get that closure uh, as a fan, you know, with Ashley Eckstein, um, you know, voicing that. So I think that is uh, important because, you know, she didn't get a chance to audition for the live action. And it's been uh, well reported on that. Um, but you think it ends with the the live action series? And I do, too. Um, I, I think Ahsoka is. There's a good chance she's going to die in this series. Um, it's it, it is her series. So uh, I don't know what bigger thing can come after this to have her have her ending uh so i'm with you there but you you caught you got me with the tales of the jedi thing i didn't really think about that so it's kind of like a a nice uh balance there um but great job as always man it's good to see you hope everything's well with the restaurant family all that and uh see you around buddy james yeah i part of my question comes for if she is gonna die you you know you have all this set up. I still tend to think that she could carry over to the crossover thing, whatever that ends up being. At this point, you never know with Lucasfilm. That was something Kathleen Kennedy said a while ago, and who knows if that's even the plan anymore to do like a big culmination event. Uh, but I could see her going in that as well, um, sort of a uh, Infinity... Uh, um, Infinity what? Star War. Yeah, like kind of thing like before you lead into Endgame, like finish that with the the Endgame version. But, um, and then but bring the her thing back here in the next one, <laughs> it could be yeah. Um, but the thing here that catches my eye more than anything is just the fact that like, do you really think we're ever gonna get another Ahsoka animated property like post this live action thing? I was like, I just don't see that happening at all. So it's it's this or literally nothing. So it I has think this to be is this. the it. Dave knows this is it. Mm-hmm. Like this is the end. Yeah, because he's not doing any more animation, and he's definitely not going to let anyone else touch animated Ahsoka in, in like a serious canon thing. Mm-hmm. And he he will have characters. He will probably latch on to if if nothing else, maybe Sabine as like this new character that he probably grew grew attached to in rebels and now he's like okay she's the one that i'm going to eventually finish the story with she's my next character it could still be ezra but you know the way that the the live action stuff is leaning i think he's putting ahsoka to rest and then moving forward with maybe another character as his live action career continues on in the future so uh i 100 percent agree with you micah great great answer and uh May the force be with you, right? Micah, awesome job. It's always great to have you on the show. I'm really pumped about Tales of the Jedi. I didn't go to that panel at Celebration, but the news out of there and just like 
the images I keep seeing of baby Ahsoka is just like the cutest thing ever. So I can't wait to see what that's all about. But I, I agree what we talked about here is that I think live action's it. Dave Filoni's having his kind of last moment with her. So that's kind of cool. Thank you so much. So now we're going to head to Lacey for oh. Resistance Transmissions. Thanks, Lacey. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so this is the part of the show. Remember, when I write the show notes, I forget that this happened. And then I get here and I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> All right. So this is the part of the show where John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter. And you guys give your answers and you get to be a part of the show. So this time, the situation is it has been years since Ezra Bridger flew through space on a pergol with Thrawn. Let's assume they became roommates like the odd couple. What would their classic sitcom title be? Hmm. Pretty straightforward. First up is Danny at Chibigon89. What up, Danny? Said Chasing Purgle. <laughs> now, I wasn't sure if that's a reference to something. I know there's like a bunch of, cha- like, uh, there's a movie Chasing Amy and there's like Chasing, uh, there's other Chasing shows. So I'm not sure, but well, people seem to like that comment. So I was like, got to get Danny in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Has Islam at Has underscore Islam is up. What up? This one's good. Says, everybody hates Chis. <laughs> and that well, was good. But Has sent like 40 in. And I was Has- like, dude. <laughs> He loves to brainstorm. He, he loves yeah. puns. So I, I think that was his, the best one. Next is Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony Ross, Tony, Tony Rossi at Tony Rossi Media. Sorry, Tony. He said Blues Clues. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Look, where's where's the clue? Where's Thrawn? Right. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's Wait, Ezra that being Ezra like, Steve. what did what did you say, guys? Where? <laughs> where's Thrawn let me get my notebook (laughs) (laughs) all right next is John Reese at John S Reese what up John who said family ties T period I period E period S that was brilliant Mm -hmm. well well. done next is Joey Sack at Joey Sack what up Joey he said a bridger too far (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of surprised no one said Bridgerton What's Did you that? look ahead? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's Bridgerton? I guess that doesn't really count because it's not a classic TV show. Anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. Gabe Nedwick at Ned81 said, Mad About Blue. Oh, Mad, mad About, about ba- Mad About You, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then there's Mike Ramori at Drum Jedi. What up, Mike, who said, How I Met Your Admiral. Man. <laughs> Of course you put this last. You guys are obsessed with this show. That's all you ever talk about. It's high five, good. Mike. It's like, you know how I say I like Star Wars because of the canon connectivity, like mm-hmm. how you can read a, mm-hmm. a comic or a movie and then like a piece from the comic like shows up. They did a really good job and still today people are like uncovering jokes. Uh that like they'd never seen. And I, I think I see it like all the time. I I follow their subreddit. And uh, I saw one the other day where they were like reminiscing back in the day and there was a, a, a sub sandwich laying on the ground with ashes next to it. John will understand the reference. But it's like 
maybe he doesn't, but the detail of just having a throwaway scene of a sub sandwich sitting there with the ashes next to it is like you would ha- you'd have to remember the joke you made like years ago, which was uh, for anybody who doesn't know that he was talking Are about you when spoil they were in college. Right now? No, no, well, it was just a throwaway joke from random show, but when they were in college and he's telling his kids that they were uh, some eating sub sandwiches and oh, they were all like, right. Oh man, yeah. this is the best sandwich <laughs> yeah. I've ever had in my whole life. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like doing the stuff. It was like a throwaway cutaway scene or whatever oh, okay. seasons ago. Yeah. But then like in the final season, it shows him back in college and there was a sub sandwich on the ground with ashes next to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's right, so, it's right, like right. who, who remembers that stuff? It's just so good. Yeah. I forgot. I got to well, rewatch. I forgot about that. If you guys want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and look out for the crazy, wacky situation. Yes. Back to you, John. All right. Thanks, to everybody, for listening, watching, being a part of TRB. Keep spreading the word. Um, we've had, uh, we're very fortunate to have had a really great year uh, with our numbers so far, but the year's not done, so let's try to keep growing that and spread the word. And as Lisa said, wherever you like your podcast, whether it's video or any of the podcast apps follow subscribe but also share with friends it's always fun especially with Andor coming up we're going to be doing the live um trb live stuff for mm-hmm. months Andor fandor yeah <laughs> <laughs> ha! right no. Andor fandor show right cassie cassie around kids no i can't do that yet um Make sure you go to Star Wars News Net for all of your Star Wars news reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter, writing and editing at Star Wars News Net, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Took a little hiatus because me and Mike got to hang out together. It was really mm-hmm. awesome, but uh, we'll be back on uh, the 23rd with a new episode. Uh, James? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. LG? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Finally, uh, going to talk all about Lawrence Kasdan's Light and Magic documentary. So very excited to do that. It was a religious experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're really excited for that. So we hope you have a great week. Stay cool out there. And until next time, we'll Cassie in a round two. Thank you.